Hello everyone, this is Today Anything Can Happen, and I'm your host, Liam. And I'm your host, other host, John Pelican. Um This week, what are we going to be doing, Liam? I don't know, I was going to ask you the same thing, John. Alright, fine. I guess I'll explain what's going on this week. Um, we'll yeah, kind of recap from last week. We um, talked about uh, kind of introducing ourselves, uh, giving our top five moments of 2019. So if you haven't checked out that episode, please go back and... Uh, Listen to that to kind of get a, an idea of who we are, you know? It's quality content, I assure you. Oh, yeah, definitely, 100%. Um, but this week, we're going to be asking the uh, the old question, have our childhoods been spoiled by technology? Now, I like this question because two parts. First part is it will show how we're both kids and at the same time old men at spirit. And the second part is it helps introduce ourselves to the audience a little bit more. Okay, so I like um, that. Speak for yourself. I'm not an old man at Spirit, Liam. Uh, at, okay, at least I am a bit of an old man Maybe we have in dad spirit. energy. Is that maybe a better thing to say? I, I don't like that. That, that. that seems like it has some right, undertones I don't we're like. We're, like, cutting that out. Um, no, we're keeping that. <laughs> all right. Um... Anyway, now you just, I lost my train of thought. Um, oh, yeah, context. So when we talk about spoiled by technology, I just kind of want to lay out me and Liam are both Gen Z, which I believe started around 1995 is the first year of Gen Z. Um, yeah, about and that. And just for more context, I was, were you, were you a 90s kid, 1999? No, uh, 2000s. Okay, well, I was born in 99 um it doesn't it count john You're not i'm on the council nope. but i'm not i'm not ranked as the the, the title of 90s kid <laughs> um anyways <laughs> okay I'll accept um, it. for those who do not know i don't know like i don't know if this is a well-known thing so i don't mean to like kind of be insulting to the audience but if you don't know the internet was born in 1999 that's when like you could actually go on like the browser on a browser for the first time and start searching things i mean granted there wasn't a lot to search in 1999 um i, I thought it, i'm pretty sure it was around before nope, that 1999 like 96 no you look sure it about that okay i'll look it all up. right you so continue. i'm gonna continue talking you're gonna look that up um but yeah so the internet was born pretty much the same year that i was born which is kind of showing why we want to talk about this in the fact that Liam and I, we grew up when technology was growing up in a, in a, in a sense. Um, well, well, John, just to jump back in, according to Wikipedia, my favorite source, uh, it was invented in 1990, so I guess you could say that it well, became popular no, in the 90s. No, I remember but. literally reading this in my AP... Uh, U.S. history book, I remember 1999. That was, like, such a big thing. I remember it specifically. Dude, that book was so broken. The What was that book no. called? Uh, when was... Like, I... Wait. Why would I remember when was that? was Google founded, maybe? Oh, go- See, that's what Google, I think you're well, thinking. Because internet... Google was 1998. For a while... 98? Yeah. Uh, yeah, see, that's different. Because the internet... Wait, see, that even proves oh, that it was wait, before wait. 99, because if Google existed... When did then, the internet uh, become internet public? Existed. That might be it. Oh, okay, that's different, because I was going to say it was a government entity for quite a long oh, time. Oh, no, it says 1991. Okay, I'm sorry, I guess I was wrong. See? It became, I guess we'll okay. go with the, it became popular in 1999, I guess. Um, I'll yeah, accept well, that. we can establish that. Um, but anyways, so... The question we want to go at is since we kind of grew up with internet becoming a big thing, and especially social media and, you know, um, iPods getting big and then soon the iPhone and all that jazz. So, like, how did that affect our childhoods compared to those who grew up in the 90s or the 80s? And was it a positive or negative thing? So, Liam, do you kind of want to, like, go off first? Yeah, that... that that's a large thing to break down. So to put it into context, I I remember my household didn't get uh, internet till like 2005 because I remember a pre-internet time frame, uh, and I gotta say, uh, internet for the longest time did not think it was important. I thought it was just you know where you get 
kidnapped by strangers huh. and stuff, and that it was a scary place until I was like in middle school. Then I was like, oh, okay, no, this is the internet. Useful to find information. You can play games on it and all that. Okay. But in my opinion, overall, like the internet, social media, video games, all the stuff that became very relevant during our childhood, I think it like improved improved uh, my life, you know? Alright, I'm just gonna... This is where I'm gonna disagree. Only because when I was growing up, like, I always got this sense that, like, something wasn't right. Like, having the internet in our hands. Like, it, I'm just gonna, like, kind of elaborate on that. Like, I remember um, going... To, I think I explained this to you before, but, like, um, during holidays and such... Uh, like especially Christmas time and Thanksgiving, um, we would go to my aunt's house, and mm-hmm. I remember like, um, just like first, um, she always had like an Xbox there, like the original Xbox, um, with like Halo Comedy oh, yeah. Evolved, like not even remastered, like the old one. Um, well, that's oh, a throwback big hell, throwback. I- <laughs> um, and I like just looking back now, like the. I would spend probably, like, most of my time during the holidays, like, when I went to her house, like, in the basement with my brother playing Halo on the Xbox and not, like, actually talking to my family or, like... And, like, I kind of see that as, like like, a loss. Like, I think technology took that away from me, like, that time spent with my family in a way. I mean, like, yeah, I also have the control and, you know, will to, like, not play video games, but, like... Being yeah. our childhoods, we grew up with that. That was, like, our thing. That was, like, that was like, video games was the riding bikes, I guess you could say, of similar to, like, how 80s kids would always, like, be on their bikes riding around in the neighborhoods and the woods. Like, that was our bike. That was our bicycle. I, I definitely agree. But one thing I, I have to say, you brought up the will, like, you know, having the will to not play video games. You could have, you know, known you're at your family's house and not done it, but video games are addictive, I'm not saying that, like, I spent every single minute down there, like, I didn't, like, I didn't, I didn't, like, grab my food and then, like, run back downstairs (laughs) to, like, hide. That might have been me. (laughs) I mean, like... (laughs) That might have been me. But I want to counter your point about, uh, it, it taking away time from you and your family, because I do agree... That video games for me, there's been a lot of, like, solitary time where I've been playing video games and I was apart from the family. But at the same time, I think there's a lot of good bonding experience uh, playing video games with family and friends. Like, I got to interact with them more, you know, on a normal day, like, with my sister. My sister probably wouldn't, like, deal with me back in the early, like, 2000s or whatever unless we had the Wii out. When I had the Wii out, the oh, whole the family Wii. came over. We we bowled, you know, we played Mario. Like, I think it really, like, helped us come together a bit more. I can see how it separates people, but I also think it, like, brings people I together. Think, just, like, a, another, like, you kind of just reminded me of a point of, like, um, how it brings people together, but also... Like, friends, not just family. Like, I, I don't know if you mentioned that, but, like... I remember, like... No, I was like, going to get to that. I, um, I remember in the summer times, I had cl- a lot of close friends that were, uh, like, 10-minute bike ride away from me. For me, it was probably, like, a 15, 20-minute bike ride because I wasn't, like, the most fit kid. But um, I remember That's I remember funny, in yeah. the summertime, we would, like, we would bike... Me and my brother would bike to the neighborhood. We would, like, play, you know, some a nice game of football or something like that. Or, uh, or do airsoft or something like that. And then when the nighttime came, it would either be we, like, if it was a nice day, we would make a fire, which would be nice. And then we would, like, hop on the video games, you know, like or, like, do something on our phones, like games on our phones or something like that. And I feel like would have it been better if we didn't have a screen? Because I feel like whenever we got to that point when we were playing video games, um, I felt almost like the fun was not over but definitely different and i don't think it was a fun that i enjoyed as much as as playing like tag outside or football or sitting by a fire and just chilling you know like i feel that technology in a way 
took a lot of time from just social human interaction besides through a screen. I get that. And the other thing with uh, interacting through video games and stuff as a kid, I have, like, no memories of, like, specifics of playing video games with others and stuff. I have plenty of memories of going out and playing baseball with my friends and stuff. But, like, the video games, it's very small, specific memories. Oh, dude, I have so many memories of video games. I remember um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, uh, the Halo Reach days. Um, See, I remember those, but it's more of, like, a broad generalization. I cannot tell you... One event, you know, one specific event. I can tell you, like, something that happened to campaign okay. or whatever, of course, but I can't tell you one interaction that had a meaningful impact on me now in the future. That makes you sense. Know? I mean, like, I agree with that, I guess. But another thing was, I, how do you think it affected us being the... We're historically going to be, like, the first generation where, like, we were the first ones to, like, grow up with this kind of thing. You know, like, generations mm. after us are going to grow up with it. But we were the first ones. I think that's, like, crazy to think about. You see, I think with us, we were sort of like a learning generation. We had some of that common sense from, uh, you know, the generations before yeah. us. Like, my, my parents, as soon as we got the internet, they they made sure that they, you know, not necessarily fully monitored, but knew what I was doing on the internet told me don't talk to strangers they told me you know can't go to certain sites you know what i'm talking about and uh so like this future generation on the other hand they're just like born into it and there's a gap between their parents having access to internet and not having access to internet so like these kids just are free free roaming on the internet and that scares me i have little cousins and they're just like the absolute I love them, by the way. Love yeah. these kids, but they're always on Fortnite. Oh you know, gosh. watching TikTok. YouTube, TikTok, all that <laughs> stuff, like constantly. And I'm like, I'm shocked about what they're telling me. Like they, they're talking about people from like continents over that they're talking to and friends with. And I'm like, you don't know if this is a 40 year old man. It's true. You know, th- you don't actually have a bond with this one it's random true. Fortnite yeah. player. Maybe they do. I don't know. But in my opinion, they're just too young, you know, to do that sort That's, of thing. Yeah. I mean, looking at that generation, it's or future generations, I mean, it's definitely scary. Um, I think things will change eventually. We're like, hopefully anyway, where you can't have that situation where you have a 40-year-old man pretending to be a 4-year-old or like, you know what I mean, like a younger person. Hopefully things can change where that doesn't happen, but I don't know if it ever will. There's... There's no real way to I mean, stop that, though. I, yeah, I guess you're right. There's always going to be weirdos out there. The whole point is uh, the common sense yeah. aspect. And, like, you know, being prepared. Like, we had those skills, in my opinion. We understood mm-hmm. those stranger yeah. danger. And we knew how to apply it to the internet. For sure. Not many do yeah. nowadays. I mean, like, what about the in- what about the generation before us? Like, millennials. Like, I know you, you have a lot of younger cousins. But um, I have, like a lot of cousins that are uh, in the generation right before us. So, like, the millennial generation. Same. Um, There's, like, a split for me, so... Um, I remember, um, again, going to, like, these family holidays and stuff like that. Um, They'd always ask, like, hey, so what are you you guys up to? Like, what do you do, like, for fun and stuff? They just kind of, like, like to ask that kind of thing. And we would always, like... Or they would see us on our phones, on the couch or whatever. And they would always, like playfully like pick on us for it be like when we were kids we would be biking around like jumping off cliffs and like you know doing all these crazy things and like i it always made me feel crappy because like it's like it it always they had this thing where their childhood experience was all outdoors and so it made us appear lazy that we stay inside and play video games with our friends instead of biking around all day you know what i mean and I didn't. I didn't oh, like I that. that, and uh, I think now looking back on it, I shouldn't have like felt bad about it. Only because like it's something we didn't have control over. You know, like getting that, uh, putting us getting put in the situation where we're the first generation really to have uh, technology be a big thing. And 
I agree. Yeah, no, you can go ahead. But I want to rebuttal okay, something. So, but you're talking about how uh, the stories of the dumb riding bikes made you feel bad. Well, my counterpoint is my dad, he always would tell me about his childhood stories of going out in the woods, picking up snakes and turtles and stuff. And this may sound cool, and you may call me sheltered, but I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to get bit. I don't want to break my arm. My dad has broken almost every bone in his body. He's he's a daredevil of a man as a child, and I'm shocked he's alive today because of that. That's all I'm going to say. But like, I, I get that we're overly yeah. sheltered, but I don't think even without the technology, I'd be going wild outside. I don't think I'd really enjoy too much of that. I'd, I'd love to have played more... Uh, like basketball, yeah. football, out in the field back in the day or something yeah. like that. But, hey, I I did that. I, yeah. You know, no, we did I, that I, through I, league. I'm not saying, but like, that we got none of that. Um, we just got, I mean, substantially, like, a good amount less than generations before us. And I think, like, the shift of us being a generation where we weren't completely uh, all outdoorsy kind of, like, generation. I don't know how else to really – I am not explaining it well. Um, but I hope it's getting across. See, I think we got a nice mix. I, you know, a little I outdoors, a little inside, and now it's shifting a bit too much I, to the I whole completely inside, agree. But. I think where our generation was at was a good mix. Um, but I still think there were some moments that were lost. But it's like, now, I, I, now that we're kind of talking about it, I guess you're kind of like persuading me to think like maybe it was, you know, a good balance rather than... Um, just being outside all the time because yeah there are like natural dangers but i mean like hey that's like part of life i guess um but yeah, yeah future generations need to find the balance i think that we had as uh as kids you know like what i was explaining earlier with like playing football with your friends during the day and then save for the video games and stuff at night when like you know you it's like less safe to play outside or whatever you know what i mean oh like, yeah i think i think balance is important um yeah, I don't know. It was an interesting, uh, interesting, interesting way to think about uh, either side of us because we have like we're like this weird uh, center of of the uh, the growth of technology where like the generations before us were like completely not growing up with that, and now it's just like generations after us is just completely immersed, like getting getting iPads when they're like oh, yeah. five years old, and like I. I, I, there's elementary school kids with iPhones, yeah. and I'm like, why? That's they, awful. They Cyberbullying and all this stuff. Yeah. It's and like, like I remember, like I had a so flip nonsense. phone in middle school. Like I remember the blue little Samsung flip phone. Um, Dude, I had the same one in like eighth grade, and then like ninth grade, I got the slide phone. Oh, that's what I had. That, the like, slide phone. Dude, that was beast. Yes, that thing could take so many hits too. I remember. It was no, no. Go ahead. It was amazing. No, I was just gonna say it was amazing, and I beat my sister in a coin flip to get it because it was between uh, that slide thing or another flip phone, Ooh. and I thought that the slide phone was oh, the future. Yeah. I didn't. I was like, <laughs> that's it. Peak. I remember, um, like, once iPhones became the norm. So this was probably freshman year of high school, um, like our freshman yeah. year. That was like when everyone had iPhones. I remember I still had like my little flip phone. Um, and I like I started like purposely like dropping it, kind of like scratching it up. That thing would not like break. There's like you would have to physically get like a jackhammer to break that thing. It was indestructible, and it was the the phones we have today. I'm just holding up this like LG. Like they they will never have the same durability ever again. Yeah, and. That w- one more thing, just because you mentioned the throwing the phone and stuff and it being indestructible, there was a, like, I was talking to my sister, and these kids nowadays, they're p- so privileged, they're oh, throwing yeah. their new iPhones to get, you know, even newer iPhones, which are baloney. Okay, yeah. So, I'll just leave it there, uh, future generation, get yeah. your stuff together, it's man. It's time to, time to get on. that balance back, baby. Yeah. Alright, um... So yeah, I think that was a, I think this is a good place to stop that uh, that discussion. We're gonna move on to uh, something new. Um, we have something yeah. prepared for y'all um, on the topic of so, technology. Liam's going to describe 
what we're gonna be doing for the next probably forty-five minutes or so. It's gonna be a while, and I swear to you, we're not gonna become a top twenty-five list podcast. <laughs> it just—it's just turning out this way, okay? We got—we gotta, you know, tell you more about us. But so on the topic of technology and the topic of uh, childhood, I—we decided, hey, let's uh, write up top 10 list of movies from you know our life and just to see like how ours are similar and how ours are different and just you know learn more about each other too because this is a bonding experience sean that's right baby um so you want to start i mean i guess uh just disclosure um as we as i mentioned in the previous episode of this podcast um I'm a huge Marvel fan. I love the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, however, I feel as though my love is so strong that I have to exclude all Marvel movies from this list. Only because if I included them, this list would probably be majority Marvel movies. And it, wouldn't, it would be p- too predictable and not as interesting. So I'm going to be excluding all Marvel movies from this list, as well as um, comedies, which... Uh, but is that by choice? This it, Yeah. Or is that just circumstance? Uh, I feel as though comedies are more of like this... I don't... Is guilty pleasure like the right word? I don't think it is. Eh, I, I don't know. I, I'll accept it, you know. I don't think most comedies are award-winning and super memorable, but they got a nice... Yeah, I kind of, like, by choice did not include comedies, I guess I would say then. I feel like uh, a lot of impactful movies in my life just haven't been comedies. Um, Comedies, I I mean, comedies are my favorite genre of movie. Like, I love comedies over everything, but... Over superhero films? I mean... They kind of are comedies as well, so. No, I would separate those. All right, fine then. Marvel movies over comedies. You got me. <laughs> but um. Okay, fanboy. Right. Well, you know what? I like Marvel movies. Sue me, okay? Um, I'm not going to be including comedies or Marvel movies by choice. I'm just going to be choosing movies that I feel like have had a huge impact in my life, and that's kind of my top ten list. Um, in terms of just setting the context. So number 10 for me, um, yeah. the social network. Um, oh. If you don't know what the social network is, it's a movie about the founding of Facebook. Um, the whole the whole uh, founding of Facebook was kind of a uh, gray area, I guess is the word I could say. Um, yeah, not as uh, clean as yeah, one no. would think. It's a really interesting movie. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg is the main character who plays Mark Zuckerberg, uh, the Zuck, as you could say, um, and it's a it's a great film. I I love movies with like these um, of like how things came to be. So I also love movies about uh, the founding of Apple. You know, um, there's a lot of movies about the founding of Apple, um, but anything like along oh, those yeah. lines, I love those movies. So like. Also, another movie that's similar to The Social Network about foundings is called, uh, oh gosh, I forgot the name, but it's about the founding McDonald's. It's with Michael Keaton. The Founder. It's called The Founder. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it's just um, The Founder. Great movie. I like that one, too. Um, it was really hard to, de- to decide between The Founder, The Social Network, and um, uh, one of the Apple movies, but I really like The Social Network only because Jesse Eisenberg is one of my favorite actors. Um, I think he's a good actor, and yeah. That's that's my number ten. Solid yeah. number ten. Would never personally put it on my top yeah, ten know. list, but I could see why you put it on. <laughs> it's that's a good film. Makes sense. Check it out. So, so, my number ten. I'm not sure if you heard of it. Have you heard of Smokey and the Bandit? Yes, I have. Yeah. Oh, thank God, John. <laughs> dude, of I'm, course. I'm so Smokey glad you said yes dude. because. I forgot who I was talking to, but one of our friends recently did not know about Smokey was it and the Rob? Bandit. And Are we exposing Rob? I don't know. It might it have been Rob. Rob. But anyway, Smokey and the Bandit. So pretty much uh, th- there's a big Texas millionaire who uh, wants to bootleg some beer 
uh, to Georgia because this was like, you know, there's still some blue laws and stuff. So uh, they, they're they a dry county or whatever, so they can't have booze. Mm-hmm. So uh, Smokey and his, uh, Smokey and the Bandit, they got the truck and a nice car. And all I remember about the movie, like, until I rewatched it literally, like, yesterday, all I remembered was I was sick the first time I watched it. And I thought it was the best movie ever. Yeah. Because it's just, it's a classic road trip sort yep. of movie where he has to outsmart the sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> he has to become the hero and you know bring beer to these people. It's it, it's a heartwarming classic. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say about it. And I rewatched it. Holds up. Can't say it's the best movie ever. It's it has a lot of that uh, late seventies, early eighties charm oh, yeah. that I like. I like that a lot. And it has a what's his name as the main character. Uh, what's his name? I can't. He's a yeah, big I actor. I, I'm... It's all right. Yeah, Look it up while I do my Burt Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah, that's it. Burt Reynolds. I love Burt Reynolds. Yeah. You know. So cool. That's my number ten. Very heartwarming. Classic. Right. We're gonna move on number nine. Um, so yeah. my number nine is a childhood classic. I don't know if you like it. Um, I actually rewatched it over the summer. I think it was on like Netflix or Hulu or something. Um, the Bridge to Terabithia. Oh, that's controversial. Is it? Wait, is it actually? Really. <laughs> why is it? Wait, why did you initially say that then? No, just uh, like I went to see that in film, and I was like, sh- I don't know. I was shocked by that they actually killed the girl in oh. the river, and I was like, <laughs> I-, I don't know why, but I was like. Well, I don't like the movie because of I that put, reasoning. And just putting that out there, <laughs> I, well, okay, I, I, I I love the movie for its um, for the reasoning that it really pushes for creativity and imagination and that kind of like when I was a kid, I like it. I think for children, it kind of like uh, promotes to be creative in situations, especially um, in situations where maybe you feel alone or like i don't know i think it's just a it's a good good uh, childhood movie that uh that i enjoyed watching as a kid and i watched it again over the summer and i'm like ah i remember this movie lots of childhood memories so just like it's on the list for mainly that reason and i like uh movies that that push for that creative aspect of life and i think that's i think it's really important uh to appreciate that i you see, you see that as creative. I see like that version of fantasy, sort of similar, but not quite equivalent to the Spiderwick Chronicles. Remember I those? I love those. Those creep me out, man. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it just so good. Give me the weird feelings. Dude, no, 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 no. Traumatized me a no, bit no, no, as a kid. Those were so good. I, I had the books of the Spiderwick Chronicles. Uh, I loved the movie with the kid who was also in like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or whatever. I forgot his name. Um, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, he was about, in that movie. Yeah. He was like the star of that movie. Uh, Spiral Chronicles does remind me of Bridge to Terabithia. Um, I never really put those two together until you said that. But um, but yeah, Bridge to Terabithia, creativity, imagination, great film. <laughs> yeah, it's been All a right. <laughs> Now time, time for a hard turn. So my number nine is a uh, Kill Bill. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Heart, from what your point of view is a heartwarming children's tale to a rather uh, cut and slash murder <laughs> that's fest. A, that's to a put Quentin it Tarantino lightly. movie, right? Yes, I had to give Quentin Tarantino like a little representation on this list because I love that man. Maybe not as much as some of our friends, but I he's like strange. Quentin. I and, respect for him, but he's strange. Oh, he is strange, and in this movie and many other movies, you can tell he likes feet. And I, oh, it's no. like, oh, <laughs> it, yeah, the opening scene where the bride is moving her toes and you're like, okay, this is I've weird. I've never seen I Kill Bill. I know why I'm admitting that to the public now. I know it's like a famous movie. I've never seen Kill Bill. Ooh, highly right. recommend. All I'll right. check it out. So plot synopsis, I'm sorry if I absolutely butcher it, but uh, there's the, the main character, is only referred to as the bride. Okay. All right. And so pretty much, jeez, uh, where do I start? Like, her family was killed by uh, these Japanese, like, 
Yakuza-type people, and pretty much that just sets her on a line to go kill this man uh, who's, like, controlling it all, Bill, of course, because she's going to kill Bill, and, like, he throws everyone at her, the Yakuza, just mercenaries, etc., whatever, but it's a very, uh, it's a rather graphic film, and the reason I have it on this list is because I saw it at an age where I probably should not have seen it. <laughs> like, like, what age? Uh, under oh, 10. And I, and I was watching it with my dad, and it was one of those things where it's like, <laughs> it left an impression. <laughs> at first, I was like, why would anyone ever watch such a gory movie? Now looking back on it, I was like, I like nice. it. Nice. Alright, so that's your, uh, that your number, number nine? That was number nine. Yep, okay, so we're on to eight. Um, my number eight is a big film. Uh, I think it's Academy Award winner. I, I I don't actually know the awards it won, but I know it did. Uh, Braveheart. Great oh, film. Yep. Um, those who don't know, it's pretty much the Scottish Revolution fighting for their freedom. Um, I mean, like, if you don't know this movie, like... Are you even a fan of films? Like, this is probably one of the biggest <laughs> movies ever. Um, I love, uh, I love movies that talk about history. Um, William Wallace, oh, yeah. huge historical figure. Um, I love uh, a good action movie. It's a good war movie. Um, very graphic, um, which you know adds to the historicalness. <laughs> I guess you can say. I don't know. Um, Sure. But yeah, I love the uh, I love the speech in that movie that William Wallace gives um, when oh, he, one of the best parts of yeah, cinema. That's right there, definitely that's one like. of the best speeches. I think I think it's the number one speech in cinematic history. I'm I'm putting I'm claiming wow. that personal opinion. He's that's my personal it. opinion. Best speech in cinematic history. If you haven't, uh, if you don't know about this speech, please just. Put this podcast on hold. Just pause it. Go to YouTube. Look up William Wallace speech. Um, I would just type like William Wallace speech freedom, um, and it should come up. It 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 is so inspiring. It just makes you want to like you know go out there and be the underdog and fight the system. I don't know. <laughs> it's like uh, it's just it's a great film. Um, it definitely just like takes you into the world of that historical moment during uh, the uh, Scottish Revolution with William Wallace and all the acting, just fantastic. And, yeah, great film. I can't like. There's not much to say because just everything about it is fantastic. So yeah, but, yeah. Say what you want about Mel Gibson, but great job in that. Yeah, film. very contra. Very not a good person. <laughs> I guess you could say. Not, he's, he's not a good Let's person, but. Uh, <laughs> The, the, we're, yeah. But yeah, Braveheart is number eight for me, all time. Alright. My number eight, pretty much on the same uh, feel as my number ten, uh, the Blues Brothers. Have you heard of the Blues Brothers? Um, I know who the Blues Brothers are. I didn't know there was like, a movie about them. Though. Yeah, so it has, uh, what's his name, Belushi in it. And uh, so pretty much the Blues Brothers, uh, they're like, they were petty criminals, but they're also part of this uh, band, yeah. and uh, pretty much they're sent on a mission from God, is what they say, and they have to get raise money for their orphanage because it's about to go out of business, and it, it, it's like a it's a comedy adventure sort of thing. The two main actors are hilarious. Uh, they get in all sorts of hijinks. There's like a psycho lady trying to kill them. There's a country band that thinks like. Uh, that thinks I, I forgot why they're trying to kill the Blues Brothers, but they are. And also, they get a run-in with the Illinois Nazis, and they knock them all off a bridge. It, it's just good, fun film that like I I remember watching with my dad way back when, and it's it's just mm -hmm. quality. I never heard of that movie. You gotta watch it, John. I'll check it out. Um, what's it called? The it's called the Blues Brothers. Blues okay. Brothers. Right. Sounds good. Uh, moving on to number seven. Uh, I gotta find it here. Alright. Big film. Star Wars A New Hope. So, this oh, is... What, seven? Yep, that's my number seven. Um, everyone knows what Star Wars is. I mean, I don't think I have to explain anything <laughs> here. 
Um, A New Hope <laughs> is the very first film they released. Um, episode four, in terms of like the chronological timeline, not the release timeline. But um, what can I say about A New Hope? My whole childhood was Star Wars. I loved Star Wars as a kid. I always had all the all the Star Wars Legos. Um, loved all the movies. Um, Mark Hamill's a great actor. Uh, oh, you have Harrison actor. Ford in there. Carrie Fisher, just all these great actors who played Obi Wan in A New Hope. Oh, um, I forgot his name. I, I knew his name. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know. know. But um, yeah, Star Wars: New Hope, great film. There's not much to say about it. I mean, like everyone knows Star Wars, so. But yeah, that's my number seven. Yeah. One question: Is this your only Star Wars film yes. on the list, or no, is there that's others? My only one. All right, then this allows me to ask this question. What makes it better than the others, in your opinion? What stands out? I think the biggest thing is that it started this whole franchise. It started, it was the beginning. I mean, like, how could the beginning not be, like, the best thing? It's what made everything else happen in the first place. If a, if a New Hope wasn't liked as much as it was, I don't think Star Wars would be as big, um, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Um, I like so that reasoning. you've got to give credit to where credit is due, and that is to A New Hope. And, I mean, the plot is just, it's a classic plot. It's so classic, they had to use it twice, and they pretty much copied it in Force <laughs> Awakens, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. But, yeah, that's my number seven. All right. So the next one for me is uh, The Incredibles, because that right there nice. is a master of animation. That is... I has memorable characters like uh, Frozone, what was it, Freezone? Frozone. Frozone. Yeah. Frozone. I love him. Samuel L. Jackson. Where is job. my uh, super soup? My super <laughs> soup. Such a great. One of my, one of the most memorable lines from like any animated Pixar oh, yeah. film or anything <laughs> right there. Uh, and it's an interesting take on uh, superhero movies because, you know, it shows a whole family and, you know, how that would be impacted. And it is just like, beautifully made it, great characters good plot uh the second one came out i don't have any problems with it but it does not stand anywhere close to the original in my point of view the original is just ingrained in my childhood that. that is pure nostalgia um incredible this is a great film um i don't know how it didn't make out my list but it didn't it definitely would be a runner-up if we did runner-ups um definitely big childhood oh, yeah. film um but if we did runner-ups, th- this would be a big oh, yeah. list. <laughs> We're already doing ten. Um, speaking of the list, let's move on. Number six. <laughs> um, we're only at number six. Um, I'm kind of following on the Disney train, I guess, since we're on this Disney train now of Star Wars, Incredibles. My number six is The Lion King. I Ooh, love The one. Lion King. Um, everything about that film... Is just so nostalgic to my childhood. Um, the plot is just amazing. Um, obviously, what uh, who was, what was the Mustafa? Right, was the the dad's name the one who died from the wildebeest, the pack wildebeest? You cut out for me, John. Oh, You're gonna have to repeat the, that. The lion, the the dad, Mustafa was his name, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mustafa's death. Yeah. Big tearjerker. Um, It's just like everything about that movie, I think the plot was just so, so well done. Um, And I love who, oh, I'm blanking on the names. It was like Pumbaa and Timon, right? Yeah, Timon 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 and Pumbaa. Pumbaa. Like, I think they made that movie. Like, without them, it would not have, definitely would not have been a good movie. Um, Just like, you need that comedic relief, especially with a big death like Mustafa. Oh God! But yeah, Lion King is a great film. Always, always will be a classic. Yep. But um, one of my most watched VHS tapes. Back oh my in the gosh, day right VHS there. tapes! I haven't seen the uh, the new live action remake of The Lion King. I heard it's not good. Me neither. And I yeah, don't I heard play it's it. not good. <laughs> so I'm not going to watch. I'm not a fan of all these live action remakes anyway. So. Oh. Yeah. Me neither. All right. So now on to my. Number six. Uh, my number six might be on your list because I remember you were mentioning it before, but I don't know if it is. I got Saving Private Ryan. Um, I did not have that on my list. Dang. I'm, I'm, I'm a little I upset know. by that. But 
There's too many good movies, <laughs> man. It is my personal favorite uh, war movie, okay. in my opinion. There's a lot of good war movies, but this one stands out. I love uh, Hanks, you know, how Tom Hanks... Uh, he's just a great leader in this movie. Uh, the final scene with him shooting the Panzer, waiting for air oh, support, yeah. always gets me emotional. I'm like, come on, just make it, just make it. But it is just a journey and a half. The, the characters develop so much. They, you know, with the loss of their comrades and stuff, and the the, the ending is just—it's one of the best climaxes of all. You, you don't know if they're gonna win. If they have enough bullets to survive, yeah. it's just... It's a masterpiece. It's a classic film. film. Yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, like, that scene with the with uh, Tom Hanks in the in the panzer, like, isn't that, like, a meme now? I, like, oh, I yeah. think I've seen that, all, good like, meme. everywhere. Um, yeah, it's a good meme. <laughs> I, I, appreciate, I appreciate memes about history oh, and yeah. movies, so that right Perfect there combo. is a solid meme. Um, but, yeah, moving on to my number five, I have... A classic movie, uh, *Goodwill Hunting*. Uh, Robin oh, Williams that's a good one. is my favorite actor, I think, of all time. Rest in peace, Robin. Rest in peace. I, 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 uh, I get a tear every time I think of that man. Cause it's just like his work was so beautiful, and *Goodwill Hunting* was just another masterpiece in my books. I think. Um, I think Robin will be remembered for a long time for that movie. I mean, like, all his movies were great, but that movie in particular, I think he'll be... Re- that will live the test of time. That will stand the test of time for for years and years to come. Um, him and... Uh, it was Matt Damon, right? I'm really bad with names today. Yeah. Um, yeah, him and Matt Damon together, just great combo. Was that the movie that, Matt, that like, made Matt Damon big, or was he, like, big before that? I don't remember. Oh, that's a good question. I think that movie uh, made him big. And and Ben Affleck was in that, too. I forgot Ben Affleck was in that. I, see, that's the thing. That always messes me up, because I get Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and the third guy all mixed up. Dude, Ben Affleck was the Whoever friend. That other he guy. was, like, the good friend. He was, like... I know, but I mean, just oh, as, as actors, actors in general. I, I always... Who was the third like, guy? Mix them together, because they're all from Boston. Oh, uh, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Yes. I don't know why. But why I did I know that? Too, even though yeah, no, they all definitely them. get mixed up. All the Boston people. <laughs> uh, it's a good good film. That's my number five. So, yeah. All right. So my number five, cult classic. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure there's quite a few people that'll be happy about this one. Uh, Blade Runner. Mm, I have not. It seen is. That. I have, have not, not seen, seen Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. How it's one of Ridley Scott's like best movies ever. It's it got Harrison Ford, Ridley which I know Scott? you love. You don't know about Ridley Who's Scott. Ridley Scott? I'm Are you just gonna, gonna leave? Ignore that. I'm just gonna leave. Are we done with this podcast now? Come on, like you don't know Blade Runner, Thelma and Louise, Gladiator, uh, The Martian. I think was by oh, him. I love The Martian. Yeah, I have not so seen Ridley Gladiator, Scott. and I'm ashamed of that. I know it's a good movie. Gladiator was also on my short list, but back to Blade Runner. It is one of my favorite dystopias of all time. Wow. It is just... It's so 80s. It's, it, it hurts. It's beautiful. <laughs> it is just... It's dark. Yeah. It's neon. It's just... Full of action keeps me on the edge of the seat. I'll check it's it out. amazing. Please do. I, honestly, that's right now my main concern <laughs> for you. You haven't seen Blade Runner. And I'll research don't what this guy for you as well so we can keep this podcast going and you don't leave me. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm walking out if you don't research him. For, uh, for my number four, um, <laughs> this is where my neuroscience major kind of comes into play. Um, a Beautiful Mind. I don't know if... It, you know that movie? Ooh, that is a great, great movie. movie. I don't know how I for, a forgot movie about that movie. John right. Nash, who is a, a famous mathematician with schizophrenia. Um, it is a great, great movie. The first time I saw it, like, I knew it was about schizophrenia, but, like, I did not realize the level of schizophrenia they were going to put in there. Like, there were so oh, many yeah. aspects of his life that just were just in his head, and I, like... I didn't expect the level that they took it to. 
um, that movie exposed me to what schizophrenia is because I had no idea such a dramatic like disorder could exist. And watching that movie, no clue about schizophrenia, as soon as it switches and you realize, oh no, all of this doesn't exist. It like blows your mind. Blows your mind. By the way, sorry if this is a spoiler, but you, you got you got to know yeah. this man. And at the end, I loved the little thing they added. I don't know, like obviously it probably didn't happen but like when he uh when he finally learned to cope with the schizophrenia and like learn to like work around it um like towards the end when he became a teacher again i think this was like when he was old like they showed him like with an old age um he like asked one of the students like um like he uh he he was asked a question by someone and then he went up to one of his students was like do you see that man over there and the girl's like yeah i see him and he's like good, <laughs> like I, like he's just like, yeah, checking in, and it's like really cool. And then like um, yeah, and hilarious. then when he's in the library, and he's a, uh, he's like he's like tutoring students, and like you're thinking um, because early in the movie he was doing the same thing, but the people he was helping weren't actually there. And then at the end of the movie, you see him with students again except they're different students, and you're like, oh my gosh, is the schizophrenia back? Is he just like, or not back, but like, is it messing with him again? Because like, he kind of learns to deal with it um, and ignore like the schizophrenic like aspects of his life. And then you see his wife like walk into the room and you can notice that they like smile and like you can interpret that the people and the students he's talking to are actually there. And it's kind of like, it's a beautiful moment. I, I love that movie so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, check it out if you haven't. All right. So my number four uh, is Interstellar. How did I forget about that movie? I love Interstellar. Oh, my gosh. Interstellar, great performance by oh, McConaughey. Yeah. Great, great Nolan film. It is... Uh, oh. I have a very big spot in my heart for uh, space Rocket films. Man. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. And... Uh, it, it, it's hard for me to choose between, like, you know, The Martian, Gravity to some extent, uh, Space uh, Space Odyssey, etc. All, all of them classics, all of them yep. good. But uh, for me, Interstellar oh, is the best space film. It is just... What they do is they play so much with physics and just, like, quantum stuff in a way that... We don't know if it's accurate, of course, but in a way that many of the scientists, like... Uh, what's his name, Bill Nye and other people have been like, yeah, this is the closest th- movie we got that accurately depicts what, like, a black really? hole is like. Like, how time... Yeah. Oh, I didn't know if it was, like, scientifically accurate or not. It, see, that's the thing. It's not that scientifically accurate, of course. Yeah. But, uh, like, there's a lot of scientists, like, uh, what's his name, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh... A bunch of other people praised the film because it is as close to accurate wow. that a movie can portray without being boring. And it's just the 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 end where uh, where uh, Matthew McConaughey's character uh, sees uh, what's her name, what Merv I Marv. She, she had a weird yeah. name, but uh, sees his daughter has aged yeah. so much because he's been unaffected because time's relative and stuff. That made me, my mom, my dad, like everyone, shed a tear, and we're like, "Wow, that's it's crazy, it's crazy movie." I did not like understand Beautiful. it at first. I had, to, I definitely had to, like me not taking a physics class ever. <laughs> I had to like, <laughs> yeah, you got. I had to research that. a bunch of things, like especially all the quantum stuff. Like I just, I didn't know what I was watching at first, but it kind of made sense after I like I researched a lot of things. But um, great film, love that movie. Great um, but yeah, great soundtrack. Oh yeah, too. definitely. Um, great movie. Good choice. I can't believe I forgot about that movie. I'm so upset now. <laughs> you made me upset. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, my number three. Ah, this was hard for me. This is, like we're in top three territory right now. I, my top three are like really neck and neck. I'm. I had to divide them, but like. I just want to say, like, if these were on a graph, like, these would be pretty, pretty dang close to each other. I'm just saying. Um, my number three is The Dark Knight. Oh, 
fuck. Hey, watch the language. This is a PG podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is our one allowed yeah. one. But can you guess what my number is? Three is it the Dark Knight? All right, of let's talk about it, it together then. What makes you like it so much, Logan? It is the best representation of Batman I've ever seen. Uh, I understand that some people find it a bit too dark yeah. and stuff. I, you know, looking back on it, sh- sure, I guess if you want to go that way, you could look at it. He's a bit too brooding no. and dark, but I think it came at a good time. I don't think period. it was too dark. In a good time in my life. No, yeah. I don't think so either. I don't okay. think so either, but I think at a good time period where having a dark and gritty Batman and, like, just compared to the world around us and, like, ourselves growing up as teenagers, it was just, he, he was cool. Yeah. He was the first real cool superhero. Yeah. All the other ones are spandex-wearing yeah. losers. No, I agree. And, like, looking back at Batman's creation, like, the whole point of Batman and the DC universe was to have characters that appeal to older kids, like teenagers and young adults. Um, that's the re- like if you look at uh, like the history, and I don't know uh, who who created Batman. I totally forgot. But like uh. the, his whole reasoning and explanation was to to reach a wide, uh, like an older audience. So like I appreciate that they did that um, for the for the Dark Knight. But the reasoning I have it is. Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker, come on, man. I mean, that is the best performance of an actor, I think. I, you can't you can't compare. I mean, I wouldn't say ever, like, among, but it, it's top it's top material, like, top three material. Oh, Heath I Ledger, rest in peace. Love that actor. Rest in peace, man. Um, my opinion, the best Joker that will ever be portrayed, ever. No one, I... For the Joaquin Joker fans, I'm sorry. Heath Ledger, way better than Joaquin as a Joker. Way better. I, I see. I agree, but at the same time, I don't think of as them as comparable. They're like they're this different. Not like, you can compare no. them. They're the same character. Nah, they're both playing the Joker, them. dude. But look, the, the, no. See, the way they took the character is different. In the Dark Knight, it, it's still a superhero villain. In Joker, he's not being portrayed as a villain. He's just the, I guess, protagonist of a psychological thriller. That's like a completely different acting like right. type. You can't really compare. I, I'm not going to spend time disagreeing with you, but I disagree with you. We'll just leave it at that. Oh, sure. <laughs> Heath Ledger, amazing portrayal of Joker, I think the best and that's that's my number three all right so now we're moving on to number two so we're done with three (laughs) since we have the same um do you want to do number two yeah i'll start off number two change this around so uh there was a previously mentioned movie uh, star wars a new hope uh so you know we already talked about it a lot so i'm just gonna give you my main reason on why it's really high up in my list and also why uh it's my favorite star wars movie so the reason why I put it so high up is because there's no universe I love more than the Star Wars universe. Wow. There are plenty of people who know more about Star Wars than me and I, I'm, are bigger fans than me, but it is just such a big part of my childhood. I own n- uncountable amounts of Lego Star Wars oh, product yeah. <laughs> and Star Wars video games and stuff. It is my favorite universe, has some of the best lore, it is beautiful. And uh, The New Hope specifically, it is my favorite of all the mm-hmm. movies. There's a lot of people out there that like uh, Empire Strikes Back, but <laughs> Rob, New Hope's <laughs> my favorite. Yeah, looking at you, Rob, and others. But I think Empire Strikes Back is just too much 80s nostalgia that you're looking through at it. The New Hope, it is a contained story. It is a good story. And uh, it's just overall the best. I would film. agree with like, that. Good characters, good arc. Yeah. That's all I can say. Um, My number two is not a Star Wars film. The Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith. Oh, that is a a great film, um, starring Will Smith and his son. um, What's his son's name? Oh gosh, Jaden Smith. Uh, Um, Jaden. Jaden. Yep. The story of Eric Gardner. Is it Eric Gardner? No, Chris Gardner. Chris Gardner. (laughs) Um, sorry. Story about Chris Gardner, who's a man who, um, him and his son were homeless for quite a while, 
and he bounced back from poverty uh, through a lot of hard work, determination, and a little bit of luck. Um, oh, and yeah. he became a stockbroker, uh, and he makes great, great living now. Uh, he's one of the most successful stockbrokers I think out there. Uh, he owns his own, he owns his own uh, stock brokerage now. Um, he, wow. it's a great success story. Um, I've watched that film so many times. Um, a lot of great quotes came out of the movie. A, uh, a little unknown fact: I watched a lot of like interviews about it. So, the story is changed in the movie a little bit compared to what actually happened. So, like in the film, his son is like five or six, but in real life, yeah. when that w- events, when those events were going on, um, that was being portrayed in the movie, the son was actually like an infant. He was like one or two. Like, he could not oh, even talk. Yeah, really? he was really young. I was expecting the other way, like, really no. old, and they didn't want an old no. kid. They wanted something adorable. But no, he damn. was very young. Like, couldn't even talk yet. Like, very young kid. Um, and the movie kind of portrayed it as a... Uh, it, it happened. Everything happened a lot faster in the movie. So, like, he, the movie portrayed that he, like, bounced back from poverty, like in half a year or so but it actually took him like a yeah. couple of years he was in that homeless state for a long long time before he actually like got that job um so there's a the movie's not exactly accurate it's a little a little bit different just to like make it you know in a good watchable amount of time and also like it's uh, i think it and yeah it's more entertaining i think if the kid is able to speak and comprehend things instead of just being like this infant who just kind of you know sits there idly by um so i think they what they did the changes they made definitely made it a better movie but still a great movie i love that movie yeah that's my number two all right so big, big number one big number one so i must preference this by i don't think this is the best movie ever i just it holds a massive part of my heart it is the first movie i remember it is beautiful film it is finding nemo what see now uh finding nemo for me uh it is just that that is like the beginning of my childhood i loved all the characters the surfer turtle uh marlin and his son nemo and it's just it was just a classic i it's beautifully animated it's it's shows all this animals and wildlife which i loved as a kid and i just i just really enjoyed that film it's my favorite pixar film it's my favorite uh i guess it's disney pixar but still my favorite and it is just a good film all right we're back (laughs) i'll edit that out liam sorry yeah the call dropped but pretty much just to put it this way did not realize you were gone because you're still moving a bit and so I said most of Nemo. Okay, so you gave your reason. Nemo was my choice. I gave All my right. reason. Sorry for so that. Uh, that's just going to take, it's gonna take yeah, some editing. Um, but, yeah, uh, so if... Sorry for the Yeah, so while Liam was explaining the uh, Finding Nemo reasoning, I got cut out from the, uh, from the connection. So uh, this is part of the experience that we have being in different colleges miles and miles away. So sorry about that. Um, I'll edit it, though, to fix it so that they don't really notice as much. But um, My number Good. one, I guess we're moving on? Yep, well, right. number one, um, go for it. Again, like Liam said, this is not, like, I don't think this is the greatest movie of all time. I just, just like, it's a really high up there on my list. Um, I think it's a number one worthy spot for now. And, like, I just want to disclose, I think lists change throughout time. Like, if you oh, asked absolutely. me to do this two years ago, this list would be completely different. And I know a year from now it will be completely different. But this is more of, like, what we're feeling right now in 2020. And I think that's just, like, I think that's a universal truth, I think. I don't think everyone has, like, a top list that stays constant all the time. So, but for now, my number one is Forrest Gump with uh, Ooh, with Tom Hanks. A uh, very long movie, but a masterpiece nonetheless. Um just the character that he was able to bring to life for us to to watch and experience was just i think a character that will again stand the test of time 
Uh, Tom Hanks is a brilliant actor. He recently he Great won actor. a special award at the Golden Globes this year for his uh, for his career. Um, Was it a the Lifetime yes, achievement? I, I think, yes, I believe right? so. Um, he definitely deserves it. Um, I love Forrest Gump. It's on Hulu right now, so if you have a Hulu subscription, go ahead and watch it. Um, I believe it is on Hulu. Um, it's a great, great film. And if you haven't seen it, just please go watch it. It's like if you even like like films, you're gonna like Forrest Gump. There's nothing not to like about it. Um, yeah, never met a person yeah. who disliked it. Tom no. Hanks great great actor um definitely made that movie um i know there are some other people that got shot down for the role of forrest gump and i'm glad because tom <laughs> hanks knocked it out of the park um but yeah tom uh, forrest gump is a movie i've seen throughout my childhood over and over and over and over and over so oh, yeah. it definitely has a special spot up at number one um for those reasons um and i might just go watch it maybe later tonight just because it's on hulu and i kind of want to watch it now that i'm talking about it <laughs> so um yeah i honestly yeah, can't watch it great That's, film i haven't seen I know, it in so it's long. been a while and i need to see it again um but yeah it'll probably be like the 12th time now that i've watched it um but yeah they used to they used to play it every year in elementary school remember that they did pretty much every what? year really you don't re- i don't remember that, that. In your class yeah, like from second grade to like fifth grade, every year I watched Forrest like Gump. As a school? Yeah, in school. They roll out the, you know, the VHS <laughs> sort of style. They allowed TV, us to watch Forrest Gump in. in elementary school? That's kind of like not good. That's kind of, it's kind of a graphic movie, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I watched what? it as a kid. Did, no, that yeah. did not happen. You dreamed that. Come on, at least, no, at least in middle school, right? No. Okay, you're lost. I remember watching it at home with, like, my family, but not, and, like, with friends, but not at school. School. Too many times. We went to the same school. How could I not remember this? Yeah. I don't know. It's literally, like, if you talk about films played at school, that's the one film I'd bring up. No. Every time. Dude. Get the point. All right, I think it's time to move on to uh, recommendations (laughs) before we... Before we get a bigger hole to jump in in our second episode. <laughs> All right. Um, Liam, I think you should begin with your uh, on-the-internet recommendation. All right. So, what, for the topic of on-the-internet, I see that as anything electronic and could be found on the yep. internet. And for me, it's the XFL. I knew it. XFL. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, because I have fallen in love with it, all right? Uh, it is XFL 2.0, of course, because the first XFL died a tragic, premature death. But it is what it's going to be. What breaks up the NFL monopoly? Wow. All right, it's going to be more competitive. I have loved it. My personal team right now, of course, subject to change, is the DC Defenders. DC just because Defenders. They were the first. Yeah, I love that. They got a great quarterback. First game on TV was the DC Defenders, and they kicked butt. All right, love the XFL. Go check it out. There's only eight teams now, but I'm sure they're going to expand it just to be competitive. So that's a good. That's a good high, on the internet. High intense impact football, yeah. man. It's a. I'm still waiting for the championship game for the champion XFL and loser of NFL. Just to, Uh-oh. I really want to see that happen. Um, but uh, my off the internet. Recommendation is a book by my favorite author, or one of my favorite authors, uh, Malcolm Gladwell, and the book is titled Outliers. Um, it It's a great book. I had to read it for, like, class one year. Um, but, yeah, Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell is a great book. Um, highly recommend it. I, it's a, basically about, like, why... When you're, like, born in certain months, you have certain advantages. Like, it was talking about how, like, people born in February or might have been December are, like, more likely to become hockey players or something like that. Um, It's a great book. Definitely check it out. Um, But, yeah, that's my off-the-internet recommendation. Um, uh, Sorry for that, folks. We just had some technical difficulties. Um, Thank you again for 
yeah, again. again. Uh, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, I hope you liked our uh, top ten list there. Um, and yep. if you have any uh, any inputs on the debate for this week on whether or not technology has cho- uh, spoiled your childhood, uh, make sure to reach in. The uh, social media will eventually be made. I think there's going to be a trend where, like, we never create an Instagram account or Twitter account for this podcast. <laughs> I, I hope that's not true, man. <laughs> it will be done eventually. Um, but, yeah, thank you for uh, joining. But, uh, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, we'll be back yeah. next and Sunday. And remember, today, anything can happen. Anything okay, can happen. Okay, thanks, Liam. <laughs> yeah, get it on, man. All right, bye. All right, bye.